Hi, I'm Adam Geis. I'm David Lurch. We're hosts of the EdTech Distilled Podcast, which is a part of the Education Podcast Network. Shows on the network are individually owned, and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. And joining me here on this episode of Behind the Mic, Voices of the EPN, I am joined by the host of Fresh Air at Five, all the way in the great Northwest, Mr. Brian Carpenter. Brian, welcome to Behind the Mic. Hey, Chris. Thanks for having me. Great to be behind the mic. We're going to have a great conversation where we get to learn a little bit more about your journey in education as a podcaster. Are you ready to dive in? Let's go. Brian, can you share a little bit about your background in education and how your career in education led you to podcasting? My career in education began in 2009 as I uh, finished my teaching certification. Uh, prior to that, I was a research scientist at a pharmaceutical company uh, doing science in the lab every day, all that chemistry that you read about and learn about in university. I became a teacher back then, and I couldn't figure out how teachers around me were doing all these other things, things beyond their classroom, because I was like, how do you do that? It's just so much. But three years in, I got settled in and uh, changed from a regular classroom teacher to a teacher at an online virtual school, still working with students. It's a different kind of clientele that we have at our virtual school compared to a regular. And uh, I figured out how to do that job um, that led me to looking for something else, right? Looking for another thing to do. And I began presenting at conferences as a result of that. And that conference presentation got me out into the public and allowed me to, you know, share my voice and have, you know, more confidence out in public about talking about education from my limited little me perspective in my little town, right? And so through conferencing and doing conference things, um, I led a, I organized the Google Summit with EdTech team back in 2000, and I think it was 17 in that fall, the very first year that we had one. And uh, Tim Cavey of Teachers on Fire, he came to our workshop on the Friday, and about six, about eight months later, he reached out to me and says, I don't know if you remember me, but um, you know, I was at your thing, and uh, would you like to be a guest on Teachers on Fire? And I went, I, I guess so, I guess I could. Um, what's that mean? He sent me the questions. And I, I did something that you shouldn't do when you're going to be a guest on someone's podcast. Listen to a couple others before, you know, you, you get on the air the next day, right? And I listened to um, uh, Teach Better. Who was, what's his name from Teach Better? Uh, Jeff Gargas? Gargas, yes. Okay. And he was a guest on Teachers on Fire just before my episode. And I went, who's you know, that's, I'm just me. I'm just me. I'm not Jeff Gargas, the president of a ed tech, you know, like teacher professional development company and all this. And uh, I said, nope, I'm me. I've got something to say. He wants to hear what I have to say. And that was where it began for getting on the air. Um, I got on the air and then through that and connections and doing these kinds of things, I, you know, was a guest on a couple other podcasts and then back in, um, I was looking at the date, Chris, it was back in December of 2020 when uh, we had the, you had the EdTech Smackdown in December and you and Larson called me out on your podcast and said, Carpenter, you need to have a podcast. And so I'm like, what do we podcast about? So we, you and I DM'd, right? And we connected and you reached out to me over Christmas of that year 
spent a couple and a half hours with me on Zoom teaching me the ways of podcasting and how I could have a story to share. And I'm like, well, what story do I tell? And you're like, you're doing it on Twitter every day. So every day I go out for a walk on in my neighborhood. I put my earbuds in. I put on about six and a half kilometers, which is about five miles. And then I um, listen to podcasts. Then I record a reflection that you can hear on Twitter every day at the end of the week. And actually, I st- I've started producing the, my podcast throughout the week, Chris, because doing it all at the end of the week, trying to remember what I said all week and all those different segments gets to be taxing. But I take the audio, put it into Audacity and spin out an audio version of my week's worth of walks that you can listen to. Pretty exciting. I don't have a huge listenership, but the you know the people that listen, I appreciate them. And I'm not doing it because of the numbers. I'm doing it because of you know being able to share my story and having a record of the things that I'm doing. Brian, I love that you do your podcast, which is one of the reasons why I wanted you to be a part of the Education Podcast Network. Yep. And based on consuming your videos on Twitter, which is why I pushed you to be a podcaster, thank you for being a success story and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and continuing to walk and talk. It's it's wonderful. And you know, you have a great attitude when you mentioned your download numbers because it, it doesn't matter what the numbers are. You you are sharing your perspective and your point of view, and you're sharing your learning with whoever wants to listen. And something I always keep in mind is take, you know, that per episode number and divide it by like 25 or 30. And if we think like a teacher, that's how many classrooms of people we are reaching when we produce our content. Think of it in terms of how many classrooms of people are with you when you walk. And it's probably wonderful. It is wonderful. It's pretty cool. (laughs) Brian, as we move forward, as an educator, what unique perspective do you bring to podcasting? For me, it's important that I do something with what I learn about, because if I don't, then it just goes away. When we go to pro D sessions and we sit in a con- in a session or a conference, you'll see various types of people in various states, either just looking and listening or some that are writing notes or some that are like, and I learned this from a colleague about using Twitter as a note platform, a way of recording the moments during a session and having those sound bites or bits of information that you want to record. And then at the end of that, that back a few years, a number of years ago, there was a way of downloading that thread of 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 a moment in Twitter into like a Word document or something like that. So you had your notes. For me, the whole place of reflection I I do take notes. I do things like that whenever I have the opportunity. But when I'm walking on the street and I'm listening to a podcast, I don't have a notepad with me. I don't even have one of those fancy podcatchers that does memos and things like that. I've heard you talk about some. I've heard others talk about some. I don't even do that. I'm like Apple podcast player and my headphones and my brain and I listen and I go, okay, I can talk about these couple things, some of my takeaways, but more importantly that I'm going, this was a fantastic podcast and people, you should go and take a listen to this. Now, not every podcast I listen to is like, whoa, that blew my mind, right? And, you know, I'm going to honestly going to say that I listen to things and I reflect on what I hear. And it might not be the, the wow for me, but it's a message that maybe somebody else needs to hear if I can put my own voice and go, hey, this was this was a good conversation. I took this away from it. It didn't 
you know, thrill me completely, but it's, it, there's good content here. That's important. So, you know, it's sharing, it's about sharing the messages of others, about amplifying others' voices and being part of a community. Like that part of a community has really provided me an opportunity to network um, in a space that, you know, when you're a podcaster, it's kind of like speaking into a void. You don't hear back from people unless you actually hear back from people. So this was my way of doing, you know, a connection with people. I would DM them and go, hey, I've got something that I wanted to share or just tagging them on Twitter, really kind of like boost their spirits, maybe about that episode going, hey, somebody heard that, right? And, you know, somebody is saying something about that. And so um, that's, it's about the reflection. It's about a building community. And uh, as you would have heard, if you listen to my daily today, I'm getting together with a group of lower mainland podcasters. That's us from Vancouver out to, you know, the Fraser Valley here in the lower Southwest corner of British Columbia. We're getting together for dinner tonight. And uh, we have got a special guest that flew in from Toronto, Pav Wander of the Chan Pav show. And so we're sitting down to dinner tonight. Why? Because we podcast and we have connected I love it, Brian. And as somebody who is often talked about because of House of Ed Tech and you know what I do, whenever I hear you talk about what you've learned from my show, I do get a big smile and yeah. it does put gas in my tank. So <laughs> I right. appreciate that so much. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Can you describe any challenges that you face as a podcaster and how you kind of work through those challenges, creating your content. All right. So creating my content, my content is very dependent on me putting my shoes on in the morning and <laughs> getting up and getting out the door. Some days it's hard when it's gross and we, we don't get a lot of nasty winter like the rest of the continent here, but we do get, you know, rain and it's plus five degrees Celsius or plus three and it's wet those days, it's hard to get up and get out the door. Or, you know, towards the end of June, when the school year is wrapping up and you're just going at 180 miles an hour all the time that you're like, 4.30, seriously, I got to get up and get out the door. You know, so if you listen to some of my episodes recently, I, you know, kind of make excuses about, well, I, it's the honesty. The, the, the honest truth is that I don't have the capacity to do it every day. So some of those challenges are getting up and getting out the door. But it helps that I have some accountability through my podcasting to some of my faithful fans. Shout out to Cami Kanikins out of Alberta because she's listened to every podcast and uh, that's pretty nifty. So, you know, just that, that accountability and I know it's good for me. I know it's good to get out and walk, right? So the, the whole point of exercise and self-care, that's an important part and that's a big reason why I get out and I go for my walk so that it helps clear my head. And honestly, I don't listen to podcasts any other time of the day. So that's my dedicated me pro D of what I want to listen to and get out of, of some learning in the morning. You earlier mentioned that you walk about five miles or so, right? Each day when you yes. get out there. Yeah. How long does that take you? I'm putting in about an hour and five to an hour and 10 minutes in the morning. So I, I have, and I live not in a flat neighborhood, like I live on the side of a hill. So my elevation gain in the course of a, of my walk in the day is about 120 meters, which is translates to about 400 feet of elevation gain change in where I walk. So it's up and down. The down is easy. The up is more challenging, but uh, that's why I enjoy the walk is so that I can get some exercise. 
Well, again, as somebody who has watched your videos on Twitter, and if for you, the listener, you're not following him on Twitter, uh, make sure you do and check out some of the videos. You always do look a little happier when I can tell you're walking downhill. <laughs> <laughs> but you definitely see all of the ups and downs of yeah. Yeah. of everything. <laughs> That's right. Well, you know, and as as we all have our studio space, right? Like you, your studio is quiet. It's a quiet room in your home. Um, there's some roads that I'm walking along that are noisy, that there's traffic that goes by and others. I'm like, if I turn the corner, there's, you know, going to be 10% the traffic. So I'll wait to record there. So there's a lot of, there's a few segments, places on my walk that I do record regularly. So if you're paying attention, you'll see some of the same houses and cars in the background. It helps to think about these things because, you know, I, I don't do any editing of my audio or the videos other than putting titles of people's names and episode numbers and things like that into my videos. So I don't do any audio enhancing and trimming and all that kind of stuff. Um, even on my podcast, I record, I just take it straight out of the videos. So you're going to hear cars in the background. You're going to hear birds chirping, sometimes dogs barking. I don't like that part when they come at me, you know, but uh, it happens <laughs> sometimes. So, yes. And, you know, it just goes to show you that there's no one way to do what we do. No. I- I'm in a nice, quiet room in my house. I've got sound treatments and, you know, you're out on the street. I, you watch the videos. You can see you almost get hit by cars sometimes, <laughs> but you hear the dog barks and you get it. It's just a different ambiance. and it's okay. Yeah. You know, the equipment doesn't need to be fancy or lavish, right? Like I look at your, we're, we're on video right now, looking at each other as we're talking and, you know, Chris has a really nice microphone sitting there and, uh, you know, he's got his nice computer set up and all those kinds of things. I've got an iPhone 13 pro. So one thing that is important to me is to have a decent mobile device, right? So, but you don't even have to have anything super fancy. You could even do this on an iPhone 8 or an Android of any of the versions that have, you know, a microphone on them. You can use that to capture your audio. I happen to do it with the video because for me, I can see myself talking and it's a lot more engaging and I can point things out and the people that follow of me on Twitter every day, you know, when I mention them, they're like, oh, that's a beautiful, beautiful place you live. You know, they can see some of where I am as opposed to just hearing the audio and not having that connection to a place that Carpenter lives, right? Yeah, your podcast and the content and the couple of formats that you produce it in really give people an eye into your world. Yeah. Very cool. Now, real quick, let, let's get a little geeky okay. for a second. Sure. So obviously you're not walking right now. Can you talk about some of the gear you're using to have just this conversation right now? Well, right now I'm using an iRig mic. I uh, jumped into school here because I'm like, well, I got my camera there. I got my microphone and my headphones. I'm using an iRig mic which is a usb microphone you could use any uh, you know a, a yeti blue microphone anything that's usb that plugs into the computer that's great i've got headphones on these are jbl um jbl headphones that i've got hardwired into the computer so i'm not dealing with the bluetoothness of a wireless connection trying to have my computer do too many things at one time so we're not having latency issues and things like that i've got a camera. I've got a 1080p Logitech camera that allows me to see and, you know, we can even use that as a microphone if we needed to. And then we are, we're using, you're, we're recording this using Zencaster, which is StreamYard. Did StreamYard change? No, I'm just using Zencaster. It's oh, okay. just a, a separate thing. So okay. yeah. 
Good. Okay. So then Zencaster has a, a video component to it now that wasn't there when I started with Tim Cavey back in the day. So that's uh, kind of cool because it allows Chris and I to, you know, get cues off of each other, visual cues that you don't get when you're just listening to each other, right? So check the show notes. They are a swipe or a tap away. We'll have a little list of what Brian uses to create his podcast content when he is here in his uh, his school and also what he's using when he's out and about. Now, Brian, can you share a a memorable story or an episode that you've created that you feel really resonated with your listeners and your community? An episode that stood out to me was actually episode 100 um, of Fresh Shirt 5. So I uh, made a call out to my people, my fans, and I asked for audio snips of, you know, what is Fresh Air at Five meant to you? Have you learned something from it? And just, you know, uh, asking for some listener feedback. And I took those bits and I put them into episode 100. And uh, that's up on my website. It's on um, Anchor. It's on Apple Podcasts and the different places. And so that for me is a memorable episode. Um just the fact that I'm able to connect, the fact that we're able to just make connections and, and that networking that's allowed me into other people's spaces that I would not, had I not been a podcaster, right? You know, Tim Stevens and I, we connected over Science 360, Tim Cavey and Tom Shimmer and, you know, Chan Pav and I, the list goes on. You know, look at my show notes and you can see who I've connected with. Lainey Rowell, right? And Chris Jones, um, of seeing the seeing the lead and evolving with gratitude. So, you know, there's a lot of people that I've been able to connect with because of doing podcasting. Um, and I'm just, I'm proud of the, you know, episode 100 that people did send some feedback. And Chris, you even sent some feedback for that episode. So thank you so much. Appreciate that. And uh, as the pod father, you know, you uh, you make a difference <laughs> in people's lives. And that's that's just keep on doing that. That's just, that's great. I have no plans on stopping, which is why we have this podcast. Yep. Why not Why not do another one? <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Before I ask my last question, Brian, yep. can you let the listener know where they can find your podcast if they're not already subscribed and how they can connect with you on the socials? All right. So you can go to... Um you can go to Anchor, you can go to Apple, Spotify, other places and look up Fresh Air at Five, all as one word with no spaces, or you could put spaces in there and it'll probably also come up. So that's a way to find my podcast. You can go to the Educational Podcast Network, click on shows at the top and get to see mine as well as many, many others. And that's fantastic because that's the, the Educational Podcast Network is a great place to go to listen and learn from others about many various bits of content. Um, you can connect with me on socials. I'm primarily on Twitter and you can find me at Brian Carr, B-R-Y-O-N-C-A-R or at Fresh Air at 5. I don't check the Fresh Air at 5 as much. And Chris, honestly, I just got on threads so I, I was able to get at Brian Carr on threads. I don't know how threads works yet, but I'm going to figure it out. And we're going to start using threads a little bit more as another means of connecting. So um, I'm on other social medias, but um, for the podcast purposes, Twitter is your best option. And if you want to chat with me directly, DM me. That'd be great. Last question, Brian. And I want to thank you for being a part of Behind the Mic and giving old and maybe new listeners an opportunity to get to know you and your podcast journey. So here's the last question. What key lessons have you learned 
from your podcast journey? And what advice do you have for anybody who is considering starting their own podcast? To be familiar with the equipment that you are going to be using. So familiarity with the technology needed to take your message and get it into a pod catcher place like Anchor. This is what Chris's recommendation for me was. Probably still is, I'm guessing, because it's a free and accessible platform. It's now on Spotify. Spotify for podcasters, it's called. It's not Anchor any longer. I don't believe they call it that. Um, But it's about practicing. It's about getting comfortable having interviews. If you're going to do an interview podcast, getting comfortable having interviews, getting comfortable listening to your voice because it won't be the way that you like to hear your own voice. Um, being confident in the fact that you have a message to share. When I started, I was like, what have I got to say? You know, I, I have a lot of things to say, but who's going to listen? And Chris is like, people are going to listen. And I do. It's true. People are listening. Um, have the confidence to take that step. And just like when you're going to publish a blog or you're going to put something on social media and you know people are going to be seeing it, have the confidence just to press publish and send and get the stuff out there. You know, podcasting is more than just audio. It has to do with promoting yourself. It has to do with promoting your podcast, has to do with graphics. And so getting a handle on how do you do your your graphics, how do you do your show notes, and, you know, what audio equipment do you need? What software are you going to use to, you know, stitch your segments together if it's something like mine? or being able to harvest it out of a video conversation, kind of like we are doing here in Zencaster. So thank you so much for that. I obviously want to wish you continued success with Fresh Air at five. And I've got to ask here at the end, what does the future hold for your podcast? You know, as I was coming today, Chris, I was like, okay, what's the future of Fresh Air at five? And and I think Fresh Air at five is still about the daily, you know, if I change program and format and things like that, then it, it, for me, it loses, it changes, right? You know, like I've listened to some podcast podcasters, you know, that over the years have done one thing for a while and then maybe they run out of guests or things to talk about in that way and they change their thing. You know, I, my, the reason I like listening to podcasts in, in a certain that people do is that they've got their way of doing it and it's their way of telling the story. And if we keep changing our story the way we're telling our story, in my opinion, too often, then we kind of lose that, you know, like back in the day, Looney Tunes, if they changed their, their format of, you know, six mini segments in an episode in 30 minutes, you know, and made them three 10 minute segments, we'd lose people, right? Because the format changes and we don't get to see all the different characters, you know, your podcast, Chris, the House of Ed Tech, I kind of know what to expect. And I like that because I'm going, I'm going to learn something here. We're going to hear an interview and we've got our VIPs and we've got our Ed Tech thought and things like that. And those th- consistent things are for me important. So how am I going to change my format? I'm probably not. Um, I'm just going to keep on working on connecting and networking. So that's the bigger thing is to, you know, to listen to new podcasts so that I can bring new podcasts to the Fresh Air at Five family of podcasts that I listen to. Um, you can go to the show notes on any of your podcatchers and you can go and see what I've listened to on a given episode that I've reflected on. And uh, like Eric Geis says, you know, he's 
picked up a number of podcasts because he listens to what I have to say. And so as I listen to yours, Chris, you have guests on that have a podcast. I'm like, oh, I'll do that. So I've got the new to me podcast hashtag that I stick on there because it's a new one to me and uh, it becomes part of my library. I am so glad we have the opportunity to sit down and talk today. You are doing great things with Fresh Air at Five. And as a listener, and I'll pat myself on the back, somebody who was instrumental in helping you get the the show going, you know, I really appreciate the work you do and all the steps you put in. I really, really appreciate it. Well, thanks, Chris. I appreciate being here and uh, appreciate your invitation to be part of the Educational Podcast Network. If people, you're out there listening and you want to get part of a network, this is a great network to be part of because you know we we if you listen to any of the educational podcast networks we have bumpers that advertise each other and we shout out to each other on a regular basis and it's a great community of like-minded podcasting educators and chris is doing a great job of leading that Uh, yeah so let's see where this thing keeps going chris that's the plan all right absolutely thank you for listening to this episode of behind the mic make sure you connect with brian carpenter and check out fresh air at five if you're not already listening again there'll be links in the show notes which are a swipe or a tap away or go out to the website edupodcastnetwork.com we'll talk to you soon brian All right. Take care, everybody. Thanks so much. Bye-bye.